spiritual slang like God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Or won't he do it? Because <laughs> you know he really will. Hey. Hello. Welcome to Spiritual Slang. I'm the host, Chanel, and we're back. We are back, baby. I took a much-needed break. I think it was like five or six weeks. I don't know, somewhere around there. I took a little break just to rest my mind and my spirit um, and to realign myself with the vision that God has for me as well as for this podcast. But we're back, and I'm excited. I'm still the same person that's going to keep saying that I'm excited because I'm always excited about things. And yeah, so what's up? What's up? This feels so funny. But I will say that once I started working on the podcast again, I literally felt like I was at home. I was telling a couple friends this where I was one of the weekends I was kind of writing out what some of the episodes that I'm going to be talking about. As soon as I started writing them out and working on it, I felt like I was at home. It was so interesting and so crazy, but it felt like comforting and it felt comforting in a good way, not comforting where, you know, I'm trying to stay comfortable, but just comforting in the sense where something was missing while I was kind of on my rest time. And that thing was spiritual slang. And so right when I got back to it, it felt like I was home. Let's get into it, though. I created this podcast seven months ago. I don't know if it's been seven. That's just off the top of my head. But I created this podcast at the end of 2020. And it's basically to help those who look like me, not on the outside, but on the inside. And what that means is help anyone who has been through some things in life and are currently going through some things. Because if we're honest, life is uphill battle. You know, we're all trying to figure it out. Every day is not perfect. And Some things, you know, we're all struggling with or all going through, but no one's really talking about them. And so I just want to come on here, be transparent, be real and talk about those things. Talk about the insecurities I've had or the anxieties I've had or, uh, you know, the issues that I've had growing up, but also the things that I'm going through currently that I feel like can help other people as I'm learning how, how to deal with them. And as I'm learning how to overcome those things, I want to share them so that it can help others. So yeah, hopefully this podcast encourages you that there is a light at the end of every dark tunnel and spiritual slang is the light at the end of so many dark tunnels for me and it continues to be a light. Before we dive completely into the topic of today's episode, I just want to have like a little touch base (laughs) and talk about where I am in my life right now because I feel like other people might be able to relate to that. So right now, I'm in the middle. Now, I'm going to get to that in a second, but just a little bit of like history. I've always believed in God growing up like I knew of God and I knew that God was the creator, but I never had relationship with God. I've only known God as kind of in a religion standpoint, but I realized when I started walking with God that it's more it's not about religion. It's more about relationship. I started walking with God about, was it 2017? The beginning of 2017, so 18, 19, 20. 
I've been walking with God for four years and walking like dedicated my life to God, like stopped everything he told me to stop doing, you know, changed the way I talked, changed the way I thought, changed, you know, everything to just be representative of who he is. Uh, And I'm so thankful for that. But when you start walking with God, there's this excitement in you. It's not easy. There's still like tough times because God will take things out of your life that you kind of have to mourn um, and all of that. But it's very exciting is kind of what I'm trying to say. And as I'm four years in and have, you know, grown in my relationship with God continuously, not that the excitement has gone away because it hasn't like God continues to surprise me, which is very exciting. But it's more so like as I've been walking with God for four years I'm at the point where you just have to dig deeper. When you begin to walk with God, you meet God at a certain level and God God meets you at that level. But really having a relationship with God is like having a relationship with a person. You have to continue to work at it. You have to continue to grow in it and you have to like do new things to keep it growing how it should be growing. And so sometimes where you would meet God in the beginning of your relationship with him you won't meet him at four years later. God's like, no, now I need you to, you know, wake up earlier and meet me there. Or now I need you to give up this or fast or whatever it is. And so, yeah, that's kind of where I've been at in a sense. So with that, I'm in the middle. And as I'm in the middle, I'm finding that God is there, but I'm having to dig a bit deeper to hear him as clearly as I was a lot of times when you're like really low you know when you're like in a lot of pain you're like God I need you and that's it because I am going through it and last year I was like that because God was taking out so much um out of me internally that I was you know aching a lot and I could hear God so clearly but now that I'm like leveled up and I'm not in as much pain or you know I'm doing pretty well I'm finding myself having to dig deeper to kind of hear him. And so I feel like I'm in the middle. I'm also in the middle because I'm not at my lowest point, as I said, like I'm doing pretty well, but I'm not at my highest point either. So I'm just in the middle. There's a bunch of blessings that I have, yet I know God has shown me so much more that he wants to do. So I'm in the middle. I'm in the process of making some really really hard decisions that are going to affect my life tremendously but I haven't made those decisions just yet because they're really hard (laughs) and I'm honestly scared but I know it's important to make them because it's really going to test my trust and faith that I have in God there's something about like you know saying I have faith yeah I have faith when your God doesn't ask you to do something really tough but then when God tells you to do something that could change everything for you it's like well I don't know about that Lord (laughs) it's like where was that faith you were talking about before you know it's like all talk no action so I'm in the middle of making those decisions and because I'm waiting to kind of make those decisions I'm in the middle it's hard for me to tell what you know what my life is going to look like three months down the line until I make a decision I don't really know. Like I'm in an I don't know phase. You're just like in the unknown. I will say that I've made some movement on those things and I've started podcasting again, obviously, as I'm here. So I definitely feel like I'm coming out of the middle. 
And so I'm getting back to the place where I feel like this is what's going to happen. I don't know everything, obviously, but I feel like I'm on the right path to coming out of it. Being in the middle is not easy. It is hard, especially for me, because I like being in control. I am the first to say that I have dealt with some control issues in all aspects of my life. And so I like to be fully in control of what's going to happen, how it's going to happen. If something happens that like I don't like because I'm a control person, I'm able to be like, okay, this is how we're going to solve it. This is how it's going to work out and I'm going to be okay. But the thing with being in a space where you feel like you're in the middle, it's very unknown. It's unknown territory. You don't really know what's going to happen until it happens. So I've definitely had to relinquish control to God and just work on surrendering my need to be in control. Another reason why it's like super hard is because you feel stuck in a way. And I am not the person that can be stuck. I am not a stagnant person. The moment I start feeling stagnant, I start to freak out. I mean, that might be an exaggeration, but (laughs) I really, I just feel really unsettled in my spirit when I feel stuck. That's also why being in the middle has been really hard because you're kind of in this waiting period. And so you feel stuck in a way, even though you know there's things moving and and God is working things out, even when you don't see it, you want to break free in a sense. That's kind of where I've been at and where I am at currently. I feel like a lot of us can get these feelings of feeling like we're in the middle where things aren't the way they used to be, but they're not where you want them to be. And you just feel like you're stuck in the middle or you're working on something and it's just not happening. But, you know, God promised you it. So you're kind of stuck in the middle. I feel like we all have those feelings or have gone through it in some form or another. So I wanted the first episode back to be about the middle. I've had the idea of the middle stuck in my head for a while now. It's been something that has constantly resurfaced in my spirit. And so there were moments where I was like, it's kind of like limbo. And then there was moments where I was like, it's unknown. For the last couple months, I've just been working it out in my head how it feels to be in the middle. When I was thinking about it feeling, the middle feeling like you were in limbo, I was like, let me look up the definition of limbo just in case I'm wrong. (laughs) So the definition of limbo is an uncertain period awaiting a decision or resolution. And I was like, that's exactly what I thought it was. (laughs) Not exactly in those words, but it was definitely on the same, you know, area that I was referring to. And so the middle is being in limbo where you're just waiting you're waiting for the next you're waiting for the next blessing to come you're waiting for the decision to be made you're waiting for an answer on something waiting for whatever you've been working on to finally take off you're just waiting waiting is really hard for a lot of us and I think that's just because we're naturally sometimes impatient anytime I think about waiting and I see stories about people who waited you know this long and then got this amazing blessing and then just everything started to work together for them which I've thought about that a few different times when I've seen certain people you know make it in what they wanted to do 
And I started to have this revelation where it's like, waiting is where people get lost because we're so impatient that when we have to wait and it's not just, oh, let me wait two hours, but it's like, no, we're waiting a couple months. You start to have thoughts that make you think that whatever you're waiting for isn't going to happen. You start to have thoughts that you should just do it your own way or just not wait because it doesn't look like anything's happening. So let me just take control and, and do whatever I want to do. But I realized that if we would just wait, then the moment it happens, everything would be expedited. Sometimes God does make us wait. God will make us wait for something that we want for many reasons. To grow us, to make sure we're mature enough to handle it. But the moment he gives it to us, the moment it's go time, it's go time. There is no stopping everything that comes with it. It's everything is expedited, but it's the waiting that gets us. It's the middle that gets us. I was thinking about it too, because I recently got a new coffee table. And this is funny because God will speak to you in any way. Like he'll use anything to speak to you and give you clarity and revelation. But I just got a new coffee table and I bought it off of OfferUp. Shout out to OfferUp. And I was looking at this coffee table as well as a few other ones. There was this one specific one that was just so beautiful and I wanted it so bad, but the price was not right. I was not willing to pay that price that they were listing it as for a coffee table that I was going to buy off of OfferUp. So it's secondhand. So then I offered that person basically, I don't know, like $40 less than she was asking And she never wrote back to me. I was like, dang it. She probably doesn't want that. And then I checked in again and was like, hey, what are the dimensions? Kind of, you know, trying to start conversation. And she never wrote back. But there were a bunch of other coffee tables that were also nice that I was communicating with the owners. And they were all in the price range that I wanted to pay and some even less. I just couldn't get that one coffee table out of my head. So I was like, I don't know, but somehow I'm going to get this coffee table. Like I was like, I'm just going to wait something in me is telling me just to wait. I think it had like a week had gone by because I was really checking my offer up messages like every day, hoping that she had written back and accepted my offer. So a week had gone by and she still hadn't written back, but I went back to her messages and it said that the product or the table had been unlisted. And I was like, oh, dang, someone bought it for the price that she listed it for. But then there was another coffee table that I really liked. And I was like, maybe I'll just budge and just get this one. It was cheaper than what I was even willing to go. And so I was like, maybe I'll just get this. This will work, whatever. It's fine. But then something in my spirit was like, just look at the coffee, go search coffee tables again and see if anything else pops up that's maybe similar to the one that you missed out on. And then I go do that. And the table that I wanted was listed again, just I guess the person had relisted it and it was listed for a different price. It was listed for cheaper than what she was originally listing it for. It was actually listed for the one, the price that I had offered her. So I don't know why she didn't take that. No, I was kidding. And so then I immediately wrote her and was kind of talking to her and saying, I can come get the table today, but will you take this amount of money? So I, I went even lower than what she was listing it for, which she had already knocked down the price by like $40. And she said, yeah, that's fine. And I got that coffee table for 
the price that I originally wanted to pay for a table, but then I was willing to go higher for that same coffee table when I realized that she was listing it really high. That was a long-winded story. Basically, the point of that is that don't get weary in waiting because when we get weary in waiting, we tend to settle. So I almost settled for a coffee table that I thought was nice, but it wasn't the one that I couldn't get off my mind. And I just kept waiting and waiting, even though I was kind of getting you know, annoyed because I wanted a coffee table in my living room already. And I just was like, when am I going to get one? And so I was growing impatient, definitely, but I just had it in my spirit that I just needed to wait and I could get this coffee table somehow or some way. And it ended up working out. It was just revelation that we get so lost in waiting and we get so impatient that sometimes we'll just take whatever we can get instead of waiting for the promise. So don't grow weary because it will come to pass everything that, you know, God has promised you, but sometimes you just have to wait. I also think about the middle as when you hear people say glory to glory, glory to glory, I feel like being in the middle is that two part. You're taking from glory to glory, but there is a process to get from glory to glory. It's that two. And so the middle is that two part. You've seen God move in your life before. You've seen, had blessings come to you. You've had promises be met, but now it's time to get the next promise, time to get the next miracle. It's time for God to take you to another level in that process of being taken to another level, because that is who God is. God doesn't just have a sit in one blessing and have that one forever. No, he continues to surprise us. He continues to bless us. He continues to show himself strong in our lives by delivering on so many promises that he had originally promised us, but also surprising us in so many ways that we didn't even know to pray for. With that, you have to go through the two stage. And that two stage is the middle where you're kind of like in between, you know, when people used to say like in between jobs, like you're kind of in between two things. You're you're waiting for something, but you're also growing in that time. And you're also God's also working on you. So sometimes it can get a little hard and he's taking, you know, changing mindsets, changing people around you, taking things away from you that can't go with you to the next glory. And lastly, it's the unknown. The middle is the unknown. It's not knowing what's to come. Like you have vision. You know, you know, God's going to do great things. You know, you're meant to do great things. You know, some level of what you want to do. But still, you feel like you don't know because you're in the middle. You don't know how it's going to happen. You don't know when it's going to happen. You don't know the decisions you need to make to make it happen. And so it's the unknown. I wasn't a fan of the unknown because like I said, I like to be in control of my life. But that was changed real quickly when God was like, nope, surrender it. But I wasn't a fan of the unknown. I would rather know than not know. But I've actually learned to love it. God does his greatest works in the unknown. If you knew everything, then how would God surprise you? How would God show his glory How would God show himself strong in your life if you knew everything? Like the unknown gives God so much freedom and room to just do amazing things that you would have never thought could be done. And I've seen that happen in my life in the past. 
especially when I first started walking with God and moved out here from San Francisco and God was like, it's go time. I didn't know what was it was going to look like. I moved out here with no job, you know, leaving a life I had built in the Bay Area. And I left in two weeks because I felt like something in me was telling me I needed to go. And I didn't know what was going to happen, but God did exceedingly and above everything I could have asked for while also just delivering on, you know, desires that I had, promises that he had promised. And so I've been in that state before. It's just so great. You know, it's uncomfortable, but it's worth it. Speaking of uncomfortability, all in all, the middle is extremely uncomfortable. It's just this big, uncomfortable stage of life. Being uncomfortable is good. You don't always want to be comfortable. You want to be uncomfortable. Learn to love the uncomfortable because that's where growth happens. That's where so much happens. And you just get changed constantly. And it's and it's so amazing. Get changed in good ways, obviously. Um, and you just grow and grow. And so, yeah, definitely the uncomfortability is something we have to learn to love. But one thing I will say about that, that it's very tricky. When we're uncomfortable, we have to make sure that it's serving us and not hurting us. I say that because a lot of times when we're uncomfortable, we tend to cling to things that make us comfortable. And sometimes we do it without even noticing it. Sometimes it's just things that give us a little bit of our comfort back. It's not like we're completely comfortable, but We just find comfort in certain things and it'll be so small that you don't even really realize that you're doing it. Some of these things can be like staying places that you shouldn't stay because you're comfortable. They provide you with a certain level of comfort in a time where you're feeling extremely uncomfortable. You can also watch things that you shouldn't be watching. Like if you're spending time watching a bunch of stuff on TV just because you're finding comfort in it when you know that you should be working on your purpose, working on whatever you're supposed to be working on. That's another way that we can tend to like really cling to something that makes us comfortable in a time where we're really uncomfortable. Another thing is we can entertain people we shouldn't. There's been moments where I've entertained people and by entertaining it's just talking to people that I probably shouldn't talk to. Um, But just because I've done it before And so it provided a certain level of comfort for me. But what I realized is that I was seeking out that comfort because I was in a stage of my life where I was in the middle. And so I was just really uncomfortable being in the middle. So I just needed to, I just needed something that gave me a little bit of comfort. And it wasn't anything crazy. It was just talking to the person gave me comfort because it allowed me to kind of not focus on the uncomfortability of what my life was at the moment. So cut them off. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) And then another thing that can provide us with comfort that we don't even realize is procrastination. Procrastination, man. That's the enemy. We can be comfortable in procrastinating. If God is telling us to do something and we're not doing it because it's kind of uncomfortable to do or it's going to require us digging deep or looking within ourselves stepping out on and doing something that we've never done before. Like all of that is uncomfortable. And so if God's telling us to do that, but we're kind of just keep pushing it off and be like, oh, I'll start it next weekend or I'll do it tomorrow or I don't really have time today. So let me, I feel tired. So let me just, I'll just do it when I feel better. 
that's all procrastination. We're finding comfort in that procrastination because we're running away from whatever we're meant to do so that we don't have to feel uncomfortable. But if we know we're supposed to do something, that feeling of knowing you're supposed to do it won't ever go away. So the procrastination is just that momentary comfort. And I've definitely had that. I'll be stressed like all day knowing that I have to do something that's really important. And then I'm like, well, maybe I'll just do it next weekend just because I just don't feel it. And so the moment I push it off to the next day or the next weekend, I right away feel more comfortable. I feel like, oh, a breath of fresh air or like a weight lifted off my shoulders. But that's not good, you know, because like I'm just pushing off a blessing. I'm pushing off whatever God's trying to do in my life just because I don't want to be uncomfortable. With all of that being said, it's so important that you're self-aware enough to know when you're doing these things and also self-aware enough to know when you're being distracted. The enemy knows how to distract you and he will use that on you, especially in a time like the middle, especially in a time when you're supposed to be growing or in a time where you're supposed to be waiting on God or in a time where, you know, you're supposed to be stepping out and doing some uncomfortable but faithful things. The enemy will distract you so that you don't do those things. And he knows what's what distracts you. So it's important for you to be self-aware to know what your distractions are. I recently was confronted with that situation where I was or not was, I am in the middle. But as I said earlier, there are some decisions I have to make. And the enemy threw a distraction in my way so that I wouldn't focus on that decision. So that I would kind of just procrastinate on that decision. And I had to sit with myself and really be like, Chanel, you know how you get distracted. You know that this is a distraction. So you need to rid yourself of it (laughs) not rid yourself you know you just need to cut it off and that's what I did I didn't want anything standing in the way of what God was trying to do in my life of what God was trying to show me of how God was trying to grow me and what God was basically just trying to do so it's so important to realize when you're being distracted and sometimes those distractions aren't even things like they're not people or they're not things but they're just thoughts that can be a distraction Like it can be something that you inflict on yourself. And so it's not always coming from an outside source, but the enemy can still do that because he knows what distracts you. I actually have a story that I want to share about distractions. And it's really funny (laughs) because it's just something that we all have had or have uh, been in that situation, but have never, ever really had the guts to say something about it. And so this was back in college, actually, and I was in the library studying. I was like on one of their computers. And then there was this guy and he was kind of like a couple computers across from me. But like if I looked up from my computer and he looked up from his computer, we could see each other. And I wasn't interested in him or anything like that. But you know, when you're (laughs) this is just so funny, you know, when you're out somewhere like a library or in class or wherever, just somewhere and you make eye contact with someone at the same time that they make eye contact with you all of a sudden like you can't stop making eye contact like you guys will put your heads down and then look up again and they'll still they'll look up too and then it's like you just can't stop making eye contact because I don't know why is that 
it just becomes like a habit. Now it's just there and you guys keep making random awkward eye contact. So that happened and it kept happening. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is too much. And he got up and he started packing all his stuff. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. Like he's going to leave. And now I can just focus. He packed all his stuff and he walked over to me. I did not know him. And he said, and I quote, this was all that he said. It was distracting. I was like, what was distracting? (laughs) I knew what he was referring to, but this was so random. And the first for something like this to happen that I was just like, what? And so I was like, what was distracting? And I was also kind of giggling because I laugh in uncomfortable situations. He was like, it was distracting. He didn't say like the fact that we couldn't stop making eye contact. He just said it was distracting. And then he proceeded to introduce himself and ask me what I was doing and then try to start a conversation. And I was just like, I'm studying. And then that was the end. And he left. But that story was brought to my attention again when I was kind of preparing for this episode and and realizing, you know, how distractions play a role, especially when we're in the middle and we're waiting in this waiting period waiting for the next, um, waiting to make a decision that'll change a lot of things. With that story and the way that the guy reacted, it was just like, you have to be self-aware enough to know what is going on and say something about it or do something about it. So I feel like a lot of times we can have those awkward encounters where we're continuously making eye contact with someone because you just can't stop and no one ever say anything. They just let it distract them. They just let it take their focus But in this one situation in the library, the guy knew it was distracting him from doing his work. And it was definitely distracting me from doing my work. I couldn't focus anymore. And he had the guts to get up and really say something about it and then leave. With distractions, like I said, just be self-aware enough to know if you are being distracted by someone, something, however your distraction comes and do something about it so that you don't get too off course of what God's trying to do in that time of your life. The middle, you know, it's not a comfortable season, but I've learned that you have to embrace every season that you have. Embrace it fully, whether your season is a season of pain, because sometimes we do have those where you're at your lowest, whether it's a season of a lot of, you know, highs happening for you, a lot of joys, a lot of good things happening for you. Embrace it. And then also embrace the season where you're kind of in the middle, where you don't really know and life is like meh because you're waiting and you're putting in work and waiting to see the fruit and, you know, just waiting and in the middle and feeling sometimes honestly a little bit lost because you don't really know what's going on. But it's all normal. So embrace every season because God is moving in every single season, even when you don't really see it, even when you don't, you know, feel like you can hear him as clearly. He's still moving. Don't try to be in control either because you don't want to be in control of your own life. We don't know our lives five years from now. So our decisions are basically based off of what we can see right now. But God knows our life five years from now. And so relinquish control to God. Let him shape your future. Let him shape your life. Because I can guarantee you his plans for our life are way better than our own plans for our lives. We don't know how we'll be in five years, but he does. Don't grow weary while waiting either. Don't grow weary when you're in the middle. You'll start to want to just take things into your own hands, take control of what's going on, 
because you just can't stand the feeling of not knowing, you know, but don't grow weary in that because once it happens, it'll happen in a snap and everything is going to take off. All you need to do is just wait, stay focused, be consistent, be obedient, trust God. And once it happens, everything will be expedited. And the last thing I'll say is just don't be discouraged because it is easy to get discouraged. It was easy for me to get discouraged even in starting the podcast again, just because I had taken a rest for so long that I was like, maybe I shouldn't do it. Or do I even feel passion for it right now? Because I'm in the middle, like, because I was just in the middle and just in this like meh stage. And I couldn't figure out what it was. But the moment I started working on it again, I knew that I was in alignment. Don't get discouraged. Even when you can't see it, even when you don't know how it's going to happen or when it's going to happen, God's plan will always, always, always succeed. And he's not a man that he shall lie. That's a wrap on episode eight. Yes, episode eight. But this is kind of like chapter two of spiritual slang. So yes, thank you so much for listening. I am very, very happy to be back and doing this. I really did miss it. And I know I'm meant to do this. And so I'm excited to keep going. I have some really, really good episodes planned uh, for the future, as well as some other really exciting things for spiritual slang. And God has shown me so much vision for what he wants to do with this whole thing that I cannot wait to get to it and to really just see the fruit of it. So yeah, thank you again for listening. I will be posting an episode every other Monday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And so every other Monday. And if you could please like this episode and follow Spiritual Slang, that would be amazing. Or subscribe to Spiritual Slang, whatever platform that you're on. I'd really, really appreciate it. And always remember to be obedient, trust God, and stay prayed up. Bye, y'all.